Welcome to the Waffle Shop Podcast with me, Taylor James. This is the podcast that gets people waffling about their mental health, coping mechanisms, life's minor inconveniences, and the music that soundtracks it all. So join me as I open up shop and have a waffle. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome to the Waffle Shop Podcast. Today, I'm joined by one of my favorite people. He's an award-winning blogger and soon-to-be best-selling author, Dara Fleming. Welcome to the Waffle Shop. Finally. That is a, a huge introduction, <laughs> and you're one of my favorite people as well. As we were just saying beforehand, day oneers, so it's day great ones. to find to be on. And to be fair, these conversations happen, I believe, when they're supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. we, you know, we were saved like before, like from like day one. Like I think, I don't think either of us were actually expecting <laughs> the weird series of events that was actually going to follow starting the blogs the podcast the books like so here we are look at us now yeah it's it's (laughs) one of those uh when you're working in this space like it's not a a traditional kind of career path so the trajectory is always a bit bizarre so obviously yeah just couldn't predict where the both of us are now from when we met first you know just humble beginnings on instagram and now exactly yeah look at us now award winners <laughs> even saying that makes me feel a bit sick so yeah, sorry. That imposter <laughs> sorry. syndrome yeah. coming back in man yep <laughs> mid-sentence yeah that felt better <laughs> <laughs> my voice <laughs> oh well each one of my shows i start with something called the weekly waffle which is something obviously it's meant to make me feel better it doesn't but it is it makes for a good segment on the show sure. but this week what's been winding me up is supermarkets okay and not all super well i think all supermarkets have this now it's it's the checkouts Mm -hmm. i'm a fan of a traditional checkout or even a self-checkout when i'm in a busy busier or lunch break yeah now they have like this weird self-checkout where you've just done your weekly shop it's like a super Mm -hmm. self-checkout which is, oh, is that with the scanner that they give you going? Yeah. Around? Yeah. And it's like you get to the end of like, you've just done your weekly shop and it's like, well, where do I check out? 
Yeah. Do I qualify for this? <laughs> yeah. like, what happens if I leave the shop now? Yeah. Like, what do, is, have I got too many items for the self-checkout? Because you get some people who are doing their weekly shop in the self-checkout. Yeah. And they're, or do I just go and have a, my, I like the little conversation you have with the, the checkout interaction, person. Yeah. 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 100%. There's, there's just too much going on. Yeah. I mean, I guess, like, because I remember, like, those Amazon shops that ha- open in the States where it's like, you just walk in, take all your stuff, and it just charges your <laughs> Amazon account. I'm like, that just feels insane. But exactly. yeah. Well, I'm from Coventry, so quite a lot of people do that anyway. I think yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> so we'll say nothing. We'll say nothing. No, no names. No names. Sure. But is there anything that gets on your nerves that you could quite like to... Yeah, so and this actually happened to me over the weekend, so it's very fresh in the memory. But uh, you know, so I'll paint the picture. You know, you're you're not exactly in a rush, but you need to be somewhere on time, and you're like yeah. getting ready. You're, you're like having my phone, wallet, whatever. Run out the door, get in the car, walk away, and then this happens to me quite often, where I'm like, "Did I close the front door?" <laughs> and like <laughs> nearly a hundred percent of the time I have, but once I get the date in my head, I'm like, I'll be driving in the road and I'll be like, no, I have to turn around. I have to turn around. Yeah. I'll just like reverse up to the house and be like, I did close the front door. <laughs> and then, but that happens to me more often than it should. And it's just like a few times I've done it where I'll be like, no, I've definitely closed the door and like, I'll just go on about my day, but it'll be in the back of my head all day. And I'm like, <laughs> did I close the front door? And that really gets on my nerves. That's I my feel you. I do it with the eye did. Not the iron, the iron, just the iron. <laughs> iron is the problem. I enjoy yeah, it's anything that has the, the potential to invite danger into your house. Yeah. Like, hmm, and halfway through your day, you're like, I really hope I've got a home to go home to. <laughs> that isn't <laughs> been burnt down by an electrical fire through no yeah. fault of my own. Yeah, it's, it's a I tough feel one. That. Tough That's one. a good reason. Life's hard, isn't it? Life is tough. <laughs> tough. Now you've said it. <laughs> I know. But life is better because people like you exist and your incredible blog, which is where I want to start with Mm -hmm. this, because to be fair, I'm going to start with a question that I feel is it's quite close to my heart a little bit. Mm -hmm. But with being so open and honest and still kind of going through this kind of like mental health journey. Yeah. Is there ever moments with the blog and obviously with the book, which obviously we'll get to later on, that you feel where you feel like you have to sometimes play a certain character to kind of stay in that kind of headspace? Because I don't know about yourself, like I find I'm quite creative when Mm. I'm in that kind of space, because that's when I can create those kind of quotes or that Instagram reel or whatever it is. Like, do you do you find that doing the work that you do, too? Yeah, like there was a time when I was um, struggling really bad and but my writing was going really well. And like so like for me, like, for example, writing poetry is most effective when you're kind of going through stuff like it's hard to write happy poetry. So like there was a time where I was like, do I have to be like, quote unquote, unwell to be creative in this space? And, you know, I got through that and it it happens to not be the case. Obviously, you can tap into different emotions when you're in different emotional states. But there is an element of like. I think because, and you, you probably get this as well, because I'm so open about my mental health and I talk about it a lot, people kind of assume my mental health is always good. Because yeah. like, because I'm talking about the anxiety and the depression, they're like, oh yeah, but you must be in a good place. It's like, no, I'm talking about this today because I'm going through it today. I just have the, I've learned to be able to talk about it in the moment. 
So there is an expectation sometimes to like have all the answers and be solid the whole time. And that, that isn't the case. Like we all, we all go through bad days. Like we all have bad weeks. So I think that's something that's been tricky, but again, I'm able to talk about that. So that helps, you know? No, and I think this is one of the biggest things I did want to talk to you about because it's, I think you kind of not hit the nail on the head. Like people just assume that you're kind of cured. Mm -hmm. Like, the messages that we kind of get saying like, Oh, you've helped me do this. You've helped me do this. Or like, or you've, you've, you know, you've allowed me to kind of be open and talk about, which is incredible. Obviously we should be talking about this kind of stuff. Yeah. But then there's, there's elements sort of me like, well, how some, how come it's helped you so much? Yeah. <laughs> when I'm sat here riddled with anxiety. <laughs> yeah. We've struggled to get out of bed, but at least you've had a good day by something that I've said. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, why isn't it, why can't so I just hear my own words? And, yeah. Uh, but yeah, but I, I, knew, I knew you'd get it. And it's, it's quite rare that you kind of have these, I'd say like connections with, but like props to you, mate, because the work you do, like sometimes I'm having some of the crappiest days and all it will take would be like that one little nugget of information that you shared, like in the blog or on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm not on my own. Well, like it's it's the same for me. Like even this morning, I, I watched your reel, and I was like, "Yeah, like you know, just because you wanted something that means something better is coming." I was like, "Yeah, that's <laughs> that's nice. That's needed, especially on a Monday morning, like when you're just full of no. the fear." So, yeah, like and so yeah, I think we're very like, you know, we're doing similar things in in quite different ways, but I think the message we both have is quite the same. Where it's like it's you know. You don't have to be bulletproof or, or perfect. Like you, you, you can be doing well and still be full of anxiety, which is, I think, what I always like from your content is how open you are about like imposter syndrome and feeling like yeah. you might not be good enough. Because like that is um, a tricky one, and it's a tricky one to articulate, and it's a tricky one to understand if you don't feel it. So I think you know that that really resonates with me for sure. Are we just going to do this the whole episode? Yeah. Yeah. This is why I like you. <laughs> no, this is why I like you. <laughs> oh, wow. But I, I, I want to kind of hear from you, to be fair, about how it started. Obviously, feel free to obviously share whatever you want mm-hmm. um, about this. But obviously, I'm very open and honest when it comes to, you know, the whole situation I'm in with my mom and like, that's how I started. So mm-hmm. I love hearing the kind of the why. And there's many people, I think it's probably, but it's long overdue. Obviously we both know that, but like, I want to hear from the man himself. Like how did thoughts too big start? Yeah. Um, well, it kind of goes back to, and I, I, I presume, well, uh, yeah, you know the story already, but for your listeners, um, my, best friend took his own life when I was 17. Uh, he was 18. And um, after that, I was grieving and I thought I was still grieving years later, but the grief morphed into um, depression. And <clears throat> I suppose because of the lack of education, I always assumed depression means you're sad all the time. And because I wasn't sad all the time, I didn't think I had depression, but depression actually means you just don't feel anything. And I wasn't feeling anything. There was no like sadness. There was no anger. There was no happiness. There was nothing. It was just like complete, like just empty no. void. And that went on for a few years. And like, I just didn't know I was depressed. And then when I was 20, I had a panic attack on the street. And after that, I kind of started realizing, okay, there's something I'm not dealing with. 
uh, went to therapy for the first time, uh, did the kind of first six months there. And then, so that would have been second year of college. And then in my third year of college, I was coming up to my, the end of like exams and stuff. And I didn't really know what I wanted to do. And I never really did know what I wanted to do, but I was, I always liked writing. So I was like, okay, I'm going to start this blog. Cause that will give me kind of some structure. Uh, and that's kind of the, the genesis of thoughts too big. Like it started as a kind of a general blog. And then it, I was like, no, I just want to focus on mental health because like the reason I did apply psychology in college was for the same reason. Like I wanted to learn more about what goes on and what goes wrong when you get into those like tough yeah. places. And then, the goal was to like help educate people in the best way I could. And that was just talking about my own experience of mental health problems and just being honest about it. And yeah. And now we're here seven years later, um, thoughts are big, still rolling. So it's, it's, it's been really positive. And what I, what's nice for me about it is that like it made, you know, Irby's death was a very traumatic event, but it made his death extremely meaningful to me because like he lives on through the blog as well, because like, you know, without him, it's probably not here. Oh. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> right in the fields. <laughs> no, no, don't don't apologize. I think this is what makes me kind of admire you so much is because it's through these kind of like painful experiences, like your purpose was kind of created. It was born and it's kind of... Mm i mean i don't i can't i mean i don't kind of want to speak for you here but like imagine like seven years ago when you started it did you think in a million years it would get to this point where you're kind of at this stage now where yes obviously i imagine there's still kind of like bad days but but the work you're doing is you've created such a safe space for people and the i hate using this word because it makes me it's so cheesy but like you've inspired so many of the people to kind of well more importantly keep going mm-hmm yeah, and I think like it work it works both ways because like Tossy Big started essentially as like an online journal. And what I realized kind of early on is like the best way to help myself was to help other people because that gives you the most kind of rush of well being and rush of doing something worthwhile. And so like Tossy Big helps me as much as it helps other people because like it allows me to vent while I'm going through, but it also allows other people to feel like they're not alone and so like every time you get a message and you, you probably get a lot of these messages as well, where people just saying thanks and people saying it helped, like that is what it's for. Like, because it's just knowing that because every time someone messages, it means like, oh, I'm not alone either. There are mm -hmm. other people out there too. And that's really, it's really like a symbiotic relationship. Like it helps others. It helps me. It just makes, it makes bad days easier, which is important. Yeah. And I think it's, oh. This conversation is gonna be one of those ones where it's like even like in a, like a year's time i'm gonna listen back to it i'm like ah oh, yeah <laughs> awesome, <time. laughs> awesome. <laughs> is there moments where it because obviously as a writer like with writer's block obviously I've, I've had like writers on the show before but not necessarily in like the mental health space mm -hmm. is is that a thing when it comes to you because obviously there's a lot going on yeah. and obviously you get, you get kind of this, I don't know if it's like a self pressure, like that we've kind of put on ourselves to be like, okay, well I need to do this. Do you ever get to a stage where you're just like, I can't do this right now? Yeah. Like the blog, like, so like the blog has, since it started, like the, the new blog post goes out every Sunday. 
um, which kind of, <laughs> looking back, was probably the worst day to pick because if I'm going out on a Saturday night, that means the <laughs> Sunday is quite a rough. But, um, but like, if and it has happened a few times over the years. If I don't have anything worthwhile to talk about, I, I don't just put up a blog to be putting up a blog. But yeah. um, the thing with, like, I think this is the reason it's had the legs that it has and why the longevity is like, there's always something because basically the Sunday blog is just a reflection on what happened during the week mentally. And there's yeah. always something, sometimes it's very big, sometimes it's not, but there's always something mentally. Oh, that was always like, something. So like, <laughs> there's always a well to, to pull from, which, which means that like, if I, if I think about it for a few minutes, I'll be like, oh, I can write about that because that did affect me on Tuesday or whatever. And then we can just yeah. kind of, you know, general generalize the conversation and talk about it in a kind of bigger context. So there is always stuff to pull from. And even like, if nothing bad's happened, then I'll talk about the fact that like my mental health's good or like you do need to appreciate the fact that your mental health can be good because I think especially when you're in the mental health space, I think there's this almost pressure or like um expectation to be talking about the negative aspects of mental health because there are a lot of ne uh, negative aspects and a lot of stigma so that is really important but there's also good aspects to mental health and i think every so often i remind myself that i'm allowed to talk about that as well you know yeah. do, do you and i'm again obviously i don't want to put words into my plate. do you ever feel like guilty for having good mental health days doing the work that you do yeah and like even this week's blog was strange like because i talked about stress in the context of like opportunities so like for me stress has always been linked to like negative life circumstances so like financial stress or like work stress but lately it's been like i've been getting stressed because there's kind of too much opportunity and there's too much going on and like i've kind of felt like guilty about talking about that but there is legitimate stress like i have been quite stressed the last few weeks and i'm just like this is an aspect of stress that we don't address because it's kind of like, oh, look at me, I have so much going on, I'm so stressed kind of stuff. Yes. Like, so like it was a weird kind of uh, balance of like my mental health is being affected negatively by things going well. But that yeah. is, I think that is important to address. Uh, but yeah, sometimes for sure you can be like, my mental health's really good. I can't really be telling like, you know, you know, talking about the negative aspects because I'm not in that space right now, you know? I, I, you speak in my language when it comes to this because it, it's very similar. I, I almost feel guilty sometimes for saying that I'm happy mm -hmm. because when I was going through everything, it's, it was that kind of like constantly like the anxiety, depression. It's like all obviously quite negative words. And obviously, we're yeah. talking about them, which is obviously fantastic, but there's this element of like, sometimes feeling a little bit like a fraud because i'm yeah. like well i i feel okay today i'm having mm -hmm. a good day and then like you'll post something and then like which i'm not even going to go into the whole social media thing because that's just a whole nother episode in itself it's a three hour podcast on yeah, that, literally <laughs> every time <laughs> every time someone mentions it you're like wow another thing yeah um but there's, a, and then like, oh, notice like the engagement isn't as good as if like I posted saying something bad. And it's like, do people just want to see you miserable? Like, do they want the struggle? Mm -hmm. And then it's kind of that like battle that you kind of have that of like, well, okay, well, I need to be in this space constantly because that's what other people want. I mean, it's yeah. not what I want. And then it kind of, that's when the fire kicks in and that's when the, obviously the purpose of like the podcast and stuff mm -hmm. is a swift kick up the arse to be like that's not what you started this 
Like yeah. You started this to be honest, but you didn't start it for likes, listens, this, that, and the other. Obviously, it's it's great if it happens, yeah. but that's not what you did this for. Yeah, it's kind the... of like you go back to the core of it. Yeah, I think I think maybe like I mean, as you said, there's various things in play with um social media, which we don't have to get into, but <laughs> um I think the reason the negative stuff, especially in the mental health space, because there's like it's not like we have like um cynical or sinister audiences but i think people relate more to the struggle because like getting to the peak of like being happy is very fleeting it doesn't last that long so i think people just relate more to when other people are struggling and that's probably where the engagement is there but i think also for me and this only happened as i was writing lonely boy um i kind of realized i wasn't allowing myself to be happy for a long time I was like, I don't deserve to be happy, therefore I have to be miserable. And then it was only after kind of working through it, I was like, I can still talk about mental health and not be miserable. Like you can do both. And for just for a long time, I had this idea that I had to be miserable to talk about it. And that's just a very toxic place to be, you know? I feel like I really need you to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> told you these conversations exactly the time you're supposed to be having them. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Um, another thing that you're very open and honest about is kind of obviously with when it comes to the writing side of things that it's obviously a huge coping mechanism for you it's an it's an outlet to get whatever you're feeling like your emotions everything out there before we jump into obviously the book and like lonely boy what else do you lean to if kind of like the creative writing or whatever it might be isn't quite doing it like are you like sporty like what what else are you do you kind of lean on yeah like exercise has been a huge thing for my mental health since i was very young um like so when i was depressed i was still playing basketball and i think that if i didn't have basketball then like it could have been a very different story you know so it like it just gave me that you know something to lean on like i knew i could go training and get my mind out of whatever i was thinking about and now like and then you know that changed into different stuff i was in the gym for a long time and now i just kind of do a lot of running uh just and again like like my brother's an ultra marathon runner so his level of running is far different to mine <laughs> but like i use running very much as a mental health exercise like is in okay it's good because it'll keep me physically fit but i'm doing it because i'm feeling anxious and i know if i go out for a run i'll feel le- less anxious and i'll get some serotonin yeah, yeah. so it is very much a a mental health effort um, but other than that like um you know you've seen me talk a lot about mental health routines and i put like in stuff just that I enjoy and like stuff I enjoy, like I'm a huge fan of Marvel. So like, um, I'll make sure that I have like a ticket for any Marvel movie the first day it comes out. And that gives me a kind of like, let's go. We have this coming up now, like Black Panthers on Friday. Friday. (laughs) Keep me going. Like, and it's just small stuff. Like, and it, it does seem trivial and silly, but just having small pockets of joy to look forward to, I think is really important because yeah, not always like, sometimes I don't want to write like some, cause like, a lot of my day is spent writing, so sometimes it will feel like work, and I'm just like, I need just to do something else, so I'll yes. throw on Infinity War or something, you know? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm with the same person. Apart from the running. <laughs> yeah, you can keep that one. Um, <laughs> it's, but, it's, I hate it as well, that's the thing. I really don't like running, but it's a means to an end. I, but I like that, though, because it's, it is the routine, and I've, I've, there's quite a lot of these conversations when it comes to like mental health, where a lot of it comes down to routine. And this is why I find it so interesting when it comes to having these kind of conversations as to see what gets people through purely because I'm nosy. But another thing is because it's these kind of things that 
it all it takes is that one thing to try it. Yeah. But I feel like quite a lot of people will try things once, didn't work, and then yeah. they're like they'll give themselves a hard time. So it's it, I love having these conversations because it's like it's those small wins like Marvel films, like it, whether it's a run or an ultramarathon, whatever it might be. It's yeah. like if it gets you through and it's kind of gets you to where you need to be, there's no one can tell you that it's the wrong thing. Exactly. Like, and I think, you know, routine implies repetition. So like, you can't just try it once. And if it doesn't work, then you give it up because it's like, that's not a routine. Then you just went and did a thing once. Like that's like, I think the reason mental health routines work for me is because it's something you like small things you do every day. And then over the course of a few weeks, you're like, Oh, I'm, way better than I was a few weeks ago and I'm way better again after like a month so it is the repetition and the persistence and like a lot of it is boring like part of my mental health routine is like making sure I drink enough water and getting enough sleep like no it's not sexy like it's just shit you gotta do (laughs) quality sleep is essential for boosting energy recovery and well-being so take your sleep to the next level with sleep number With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out of pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Uh, but it does make a difference because I notice the difference when I don't do it. And that's where I'm like, the mental health routine does work. I think there's a lot of in there about like the small wins as well, isn't there? I think mm. people will try these things once. I know I'm saying people as if I'm not talking about myself, like there's certain <laughs> things that I've tried that's yeah. been like, right, we're well, never doing that again. But then I'll sit around and be like almost hard on myself. Like, well, what you're feeling crap now because of this, this, and this is, I will actually, I'm not giving myself enough of a chance like completely dismissing the small wins because I'm expecting that one big win after that one run that I've done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like it, it does take a little bit of a stepping back and that, that might be like a little bit of ego, a little bit of pride, whatever it is where you're like, you're not allowing yourself to appreciate the the small wins. And that was the same with me. Like, like I was too like in my own head to allow myself to be happy over small things. I could only be happy over big things. And I was like, you can yeah. be happy because you, I don't know, like successfully put on your shoes the first time or whatever it is, like something silly, like, but like everything can bring you something if you allow it to, you know? I like that. That's yeah, that oh, I knew it. I knew this was going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been, it's been percolating for two years. Yeah, man. This is always going to be a good conversation. Let, let's get into one of the main reasons why I wanted to waffle you at this moment in time. It's because Lonely Boy. Lonely you, boy. You're delving now. You've done the poetry. You've done the blog. Obviously, well, you still do the poetry. You still do the blogging. Mm-hmm. 
but now you're an author. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which it's, is uh, even here. Is that is that weird to hear? Like, it's yeah. Like I mean, it's been thrown around for a few years now, but this is um, it's definitely more meaningful because it's it's real. Like it's not fiction. It's not poetry. It, it's very much like it's kind of like everything the blog is in book form but yeah. like in far more like i want to say like honest and you know raw and you know i delve into the more like the parts of myself in particular that are you know parts of myself that i didn't like for a long time so it's far more like you know you're laying yourself bare and that that's why this book for me is like the book like it's you know everything that came before is great but is you know to an extent to me no longer relevant because this is the one that i poured my heart and soul into so it, it is really exciting times and i'm i'm really looking forward to having people read it and see what they think oh mate it's i, I can't wait it's like i'm genuinely like i know obviously we never like i'm so proud <laughs> like i cannot wait to literally like the physical copy like i imagine that is just going to be like a moment yeah, it's one of those moments you you uh, you'll never forget for sure. Like the, there's nothing like the first time, you know, because uh, yeah. there there'll be books after this, but um, it won't be the same. And that's yeah, it's gonna be, you know, I'm trying because I you're probably like this as well, where like uh, I'll I'll meet a goal and then I'll be straight away looking to the next thing, next and next thing, <laughs> and I'm just really trying to not do that in this moment and just be present and enjoy it and you know, enjoy the launch and enjoy like my f friends and family and all that stuff, because it's not going to happen again. It's only going to last, you know, minutes, days, and it'll be gone. So, yeah. No, yeah, to be honest, I feel like you've given yourself more of a toolbox now to kind of allow yourself to be in that moment. Like I've got every faith in you to do that. I want to pick your brain a little bit though, with like the creative kind of, like the writing process, mm -hmm. like, because obviously when, when you look at a book, you're like, oh, chapter one. Yeah. How was that? Like, did you, have you broke it down into chapters, like for certain aspects of your life or certain chapters of your life? Was, was How was that? Yeah. So like, it's funny, like, so Lonely Boy didn't really start with the intention of being a book. I was just, uh, in the start of 2020, I kind of realized there was, aspects of my mental health that I hadn't really dealt with properly, especially in terms of like relationships and maintaining them because I was very emotionally unavailable. So I started journaling and uh, started like handwritten journal. Then it was getting too big. So I started typing it out. And then all of a sudden I had like 30,000 words and I was like, okay, this could be something else. So I started structuring them as essays. So they're all kind of like standalone essays but if you read them in order they kind of go on along a timeline as well so it's kind of like a narrative in essay format which is interesting is it's different to like writing a novel uh so they're like yeah so each essay kind of deals with a different aspect of mental health that i would have struggled with at a different time in my life yeah um and it brings us all the way up to like lockdowns and dealing with mental health in that in that time but yeah it was weird like because because i didn't start with the intention of of it being a book the writing is just like so honest and bare because i wasn't like writing it with the intention of other people reading it if that makes sense and obviously yeah, yeah. you know things change when you edit it and it has to be formatted but like the honesty is still very much in it and it that's something i'm really proud of because like 
Uh, one of my favorite authors, Rob Doyle, uh, once said he was like, there's no point in writing anything if you're not going to be honest. Because there's parts of me in the book that are like monstrous and like not parts of me that I liked when I was in my early 20s. And I could have, my even my editor was like, you can cut these parts out if you want. And I was like, well, then there'd be no point in writing the book. Because the book's about working through yeah. all that stuff and becoming a better version of yourself. Um, so yeah, it'll just be interesting, especially because there's stuff like my parents and my family they were like, I didn't know that happened. I didn't know you were doing that. And I was like, yeah, well, now you know. <laughs> Skip that, bit. <laughs> don't give just it to Nana. Like, don't let Nana read that part. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I see kind of like you on like social media or like one of your blogs, or even now having this conversation, there's a quote that I always see and I find it so kind of powerful, but I feel like it is literally the definition of you. And it's that people's like stories will become someone else's survival guides. And I feel like that book is going to be literally, I, I don't think you're quite, I don't know. I don't want to say you're not ready because obviously you are, but like, I don't think you're going to realize the impact that this is going to have. Well, that's a uh, really, really no nice pressure, by the way. Say. Yeah, no pressure. Yeah, it's all good. No pressure. No, but that's really nice of you to say. And yeah, like, like everything with the blog, um, so far, if it helps one person, that's I consider that my job done. Um, so yeah, hopefully it helps someone. But I really appreciate that. That was really, really nice. No, I, I, I genuinely mean it, mate. And I'm, I'm, I'm really excited because. It's, it's very rare that you get to have make these kind of connections with people and mm. obviously when you go through like these painful experiences this is why I think well the pair of us are like huge advocates of obviously you know there is going to be times in life when it is shit and you are not going to want to carry on or you're not going to see a way out but yeah we're both sat here now like I'm doing it wrong it sounds all great with like the awards books podcast this I know it all sounds great but the core of it is that we don't want other people to go through or feel as bad or lonely as we did. Yeah. And yeah. it's, I don't know. It's just, I'm, yeah, I, I love I it. Think, I, I come back to what we said earlier. Like, I mean, just because like, you know, like, I feel like, and this is everyone's social media profile. Like every, my social media profile probably looks like I'm doing great all the time, but like you're only seeing the good parts. There are yeah. days where I'm like, riddled with anxiety or a very low mood and it's it's not that those things don't happen but i think now what's different is i know there are people i can reach out to i know there's a support system i know that there's a way through which is which before the blog i'd been like i'm on my own here and i'm scared and i think that's the like i think that's what we're selling you know it's not that um things aren't going to happen to people but it's that things are going to happen, but you don't have to go through it alone. And like people like yourself are here and that's really, really important. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like I'm like, I'm expecting you to like carry on talking because I'm so like, <laughs> like yes, let's go. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Were there moments, have you had to, must have had to like read quite a lot of this back, obviously with the years that you've kind of put into like the, obviously the words and stuff. Yeah. Were there certain points of like reading it back and you're thinking like, wow, like I didn't think things were going to get better from that point to being it now, like looking back at it all as a bigger picture and being like, do you know what? Fair play to you. Yeah. I think the most significant thing for me in, in that sense is um, 
from the ages for of about 17 to 23 um my ability to like feel strong emotion was very bad like i couldn't i i'd have to like fake emotion and like really like work hard to like if there was like a a spark of an emotion i'd have to like really kindle it and focus on it to fully feel the emotion and i never thought that was uh gonna kind of adjust and become you know normal again uh so it's really nice to look back now and like you know i was watching uh <laughs> i was watching the last episode of rings of power on uh <laughs> on sunday and i started crying because it was a really emotional part and i was like man i had no ability to cry at like stuff five or six years ago. <laughs> so you've like, opened the floodgates <laughs> yeah literally so, so i was like okay we we've definitely turned a corner like so i can just instead of having to like effortfully feel emotion now it just comes naturally and that's really nice to look back on because there was a time where i was like i'm just going to be dead inside forever and that was kind of scary so it's nice that it's not that way anymore it's nice to feel something now yeah it's nice because <laughs> even if you're feeling like i always say this to people like even if you're feeling a negative emotion it means you're feeling something mm. and like humans are social and emotional creatures so like to feel any emotion at all is to be alive and that so even when i'm feeling sad i'm like well, I'm alive because I'm feeling something. Because yeah. there was a time where I was like, I can't feel anything, so technically I'm not alive because that's our whole thing. Like, so uh, I yeah, think that that's powerful. That for me, it's a, so even when things like you know when you have you're really angry, you're really really sad. You're, for me, I always remind myself, I'm like, yeah, this sucks, but like I'm alive. That's cool, and that you know that helps me to get through it a little bit easier. I've never looked at it like that before. Well, there you go. Yeah, no, I'm taking that. Thank you. <laughs> this it, this episode is just for me. Yeah. I don't care if anyone listens to this. <laughs> that was free, no problem. Yeah. <laughs> joking, please listen to this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah please listen. I know my mom's going to be listening anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Good. That's what we're like. We're here for the mums and the nans. Yeah, exactly. That's, exactly. That's... All the wholesome content. Yes. <laughs> So when when's the book out? Obviously we're in the we're in November now. Mm-hmm. So is it is, are the nerves trickling into the release date? Yeah, we're getting there like so it's November 24th, uh which is also my 28th birthday, so it's a double whammy. So but which is also nice because if people are unsure if they can make it to the launch and guilt them into it being like it's my birthday you have to come. <laughs> oh. So you planned that right. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was actually just <laughs> serendipitous, but uh, it worked out pretty well. Um, so yeah, like now, yeah, like there's a lot of like different press and getting stuff organized. But for the day itself, I'm not like nervous about it. Like I often get nervous about public speaking, but for this, for whatever reason, I'm very like zen about it. I'm like this. Yeah. This just feels right. Like this is what we've been building to. So just gonna try and enjoy it as much as I can, and yeah. Just really looking forward to it now. It's been like, especially like obviously it's been like two or three years in the making, but like the last four weeks have felt like eternity because I'm just like, yeah. can we ever get to the 24th <laughs> November? You know, Richard, because as soon as literally once it's done and dusted, you're gonna want to be doing it all over again. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, you know, bittersweet. You're like, I wanted to be here, but I also never wanted to come. <laughs> so. Just live in this like anticipation cycle forever would be nice. No, it's a, it's a good thing. It's exciting. Mm-hmm. Literally, I cannot wait to be like, wow, I had him on the show. 
<laughs> well, it's an absolute honor to be on this show, man. You've had a serious lineup over the years, so it's nice to be part of it. Thank you. It's, it's weird, isn't it? I think it's, it, I love this one, especially purely because it just feels like, like we're two like mates just looking back, like, like we're 80 in the pub, like, remember yeah. when we did this? <laughs> uh, man, I remember I was like, I couldn't believe it when you had um, Carol Baskin on. I'm having a weird thing at the moment with Joe Exotic. Oh, really? <laughs> Not like a weird thing because he's in prison. So this is a real like <laughs> weird kind of fall. I haven't actually spoke about this, but it's, yeah, he randomly started following the podcast. And I thought, oh, shit. Oh, no. <laughs> I've had Carol on the show, but he wasn't. It was like, and then every now and again, he'll put like a love heart on like. <laughs> oh. I was like, I don't know if it's actually him because he's in prison. Yeah, thought, who knows? But so, that's uh, yeah. But I remember that I was like, this guy's this guy's about to hit like the all time when Carol Baskin was on. He, I was like, it's gonna be celebrities from here on out. I'm never getting on. <laughs> no, it's these ones that, as much as like, there's still moments I pinch myself when yeah. with, with some of the names, like with the yeses and stuff. I'm like, oh wow. But yeah. it's these kind of conversations that mean more to me because it is like I'm speaking to a friend. It is like. I mean, as much as like, obviously you're you're here talking about like the book and stuff like that, but like it, it's it's more than that. It's like there's a genuine yeah. kind of care and well, yeah, there's I... a there's an ongoing relationship. This wasn't just like a click click. We'll meet up. We've never talked before. Like we yeah, or he is selling yeah. a book. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, well, please buy my book at the same time. <laughs> no, they will. It's it's going to be an absolute bestseller, and I'm I'm so excited mate to see where this takes you because like the power of words anyway whether it's music whether it's poetry whether it's in a book like that's what's going to change things that's what's going to break the stigma that's what's going to like change the world so with someone like with with your talent and your emotion and kind of your outlook it's it's nothing but greatness coming your way and i cannot wait to see where this takes you you're fair too complimentary, but thank you very much. It's very I also nice. feel like I'm adding a lot of pressure onto you, so I'm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't need to. <laughs> yeah, it's okay, man. It's okay. I, you're not putting any more pressure on me than I am to myself, so it's all good. <laughs> but with, obviously, we're a music and mental health mm. podcast. I don't know why I keep saying we, as if there's like more people behind the scenes. There's not. There's not yeah. the strings or anything. But obviously, we, we talk about music quite a lot on the show. It's my, one of my biggest coping mechanisms. And mm-hmm. obviously, you mentioned you're a you're a runner. Obviously, mm-hmm. to kind of well, <laughs> every now and again when you want to go, for yeah, it. yeah. Like, and to be fair, actually, no, sack that running bit off. You like a pint. I like a pint. We like to throw some shapes. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Song needs to be played to get Dara on the dance floor. Oh, interesting. It's a great call. Like I'm, I'm a big fan of like uh, Dermot Kennedy, but like that's not obviously for dance purposes. That's more for getting. Yeah, depends. When I'm in the car on my own and I want to like bellow out, but um, to get me on the dance floor would take a lot. But I mean, anything, any of the classics, like anything by um, Fleetwood Mac. If you put on Heart, if you put on the song "Alone" by Heart, I will lose my mind. That song is amazing. Wow. Okay. That's, and that's like that. an emotional like ballad as well like so that's just me on the dance floor screaming but i'm dancing by himself like just 
scary yeah. middle name I was about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, I would say a heart. No, alone by heart. Especially I don't know in the last I think it came up on TikTok one day and I was like, I forgot about this one. And it's amazing. That's what annoys me about TikTok. I mean, I I love it. I think it's a brilliant app, but it's those songs and you're scrolling through and for some reason it's those songs that really pull on the heartstrings but now they're speeding them up yeah yeah <laughs> that, like, could been, that could have been that could have been the thing that annoyed me as well just like tiktok in general <laughs> it's like oh. getting on my nerves i almost feel like inappropriate to be on tiktok now i'm 30 i'm like oh, this is, you shouldn't be doing this yeah but, but it is so i don't know like addictive. it's, it's I think it depends on your algorithm, like, but sometimes it's amazing and other days I'm like, I've wasted way too much time on nonsense today. Yeah. Or you're like, oh, okay, I probably should put my phone down now because <laughs> the things that are coming up on the algorithm, you're like, what's yeah. going on up there? Where am I? <laughs> what side of TikTok am I on? <laughs> yeah. It's a strange app. It's a strange app. On the flip side of that obviously you mentioned dermot kennedy being kind of like your go-to it's like mm-hmm. i'm a huge dermot kennedy fan like i there's i don't think there's one of his songs that doesn't pull on the heartstrings but if you were to kind of lean into like one song that if you want to pretend you're in a music video on a sad day which song mm-hmm. is it yeah it's hard to pick like he because he is like not only is he a great singer but he's a, he's a serious poet like and his lyrics mm-hmm. are very profane, but I think that's probably why I would pick um, An Evening I'll Not Forget. Just because that song isn't really a song, like there's no hook or there's no um, bridge. It's it's just a poem that he sang. Uh, really, really powerful. Like, And I think that might have been one of the first songs I heard by him. So that obviously stuck with me. But uh, yeah, just like in terms of like his ability to write poetry, I don't think anything stands close to that song. So that'd have to be the one. Oh. A lot of respect for that. Is yours different? Have... No, no, no. Uh, to be fair, like, because there's quite a lot of them that kind of... There's no to... wrong answers, honestly. There, no, there isn't. I was, there was yeah. a lot of pressure there. I was like, oh, God, <laughs> like yeah, super uh-huh. fan booking at me. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's here tonight. <laughs> <laughs> My co-host for the rest of this. <laughs> Literally no pressure. Um, but he did a cover of Kanye West's Heartless. Mm. And I don't know, even talking about it, like, I don't know what it it does. I mean, I'm a huge fan of the original, but his version, for some reason, yeah. taps into some kind of yeah memories or I, I don't know what it does to me. But as soon as I hear it, depending on what day it is, mm. I'm like, no, I can't listen to that day. Skip. Right. Yeah. Or yeah. there's days. I feel when like, like a lot of his covers do that because he covered Frank Ocean, he covered Taylor Swift, he covered Metallica. And all of them, I'm yes. like, what is going on? This is <laughs> Give him the phone book. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Talk about range, like, so funny. Oh, well, this has been an absolute pleasure. Yeah. And I can only apologise it's took this long to get this waffle sorted. But I genuinely, from the bottom of my heart, I, one, thank you for joining, but I'm genuinely really proud of you. And it, literally, Lonely Boy, 24th of November. Let's go. Where, where where can people buy it? Um, Hopefully everywhere. So obviously on the the big bad, uh, big Amazon, but it should be in Waterstones. It should, yeah, it should be everywhere. Wow. Um, so that's the plan. Uh, yeah, but thanks for having me on. And like, I know you're like, we were saying, 
it could have happened sooner but i'm glad in a way it didn't because we wouldn't have had the same rapport and it wouldn't have felt like like there was no nerves tonight for me i don't know about you i was very like oh i'm just chatting to taylor tonight like this is going to be good crack and it was so thanks a million i felt more nerves it's like what if he doesn't like, like me no, <laughs> no. <laughs> but it's true because it's like you're that kind of person that i will listen to like i don't it's quite rare that i will sit and listen to other people's podcasts and stuff like that mm-hmm. but when whether it's a video or whether it's a blog like i listen to what you're saying and there's yeah. not many people obviously when i've when i've seen you like on other people's podcasts and stuff like that especially the one you did with soph mm-hmm. like i took so much away so i feel like there was an element of like oh well, I hope he likes what I have to. <laughs> of course, it's mutual. Like I listen to you all the time. You're in the. You're a pretty regular hitting my car on the way to Dublin. Like so. Ah, oh, I appreciate that. Thank yeah, you. Hundred percent. Is there an audio book? Um, there isn't one for the launch, but that is going to be part of the plan for the new year. Uh, and I will. I'm doing my. The reason it's delayed is because I want to record it with my own voice. To, yeah, this is what I was going to say. Like. It yeah. needs to be your, it's your words. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But there's just, you know, um, I suppose accessibility with a- different accents. They're just like, will it carry? I'm like, I don't care. I'm doing it. Yeah. Doing it. Yeah, it'll be fine. Don't don't go all American on us. No, 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 <laughs> no. No, I think pretty 98% sure I'll be doing it. So that's, that's good enough for me. Mate, absolutely smashing it. Best thank of luck me. with the book. And thank you for joining me for a waffle. It's always good to waffle, man. Thank you very much. You've been listening to the Waffle Shop Podcast with me, Taylor James. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and even leave a review. It means the world to me. See you soon.